Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo. And today we're going to get into some big picture stuff because, as I mentioned to you guys over the last couple of weeks, we're going to get into some of the more specific issues, say concepts, we'll say concepts, some more specific concepts regarding alpha male lifestyles today, which are money, sex, relationships, health, health when it comes to physical, mental, right? And all the aspects of wellness and fitness and what it means to be healthy and all of that. But today's episode is a part of this season of looking at how to relate with some of these more basic paradigms of the alpha male experience and looking at them directly, looking at them practically, but also looking at them specifically and looking at them from the universal truth, looking at them from the cognitive perspective and from a paradigm shift and from a counterintuitive perspective, as you guys know, because we're living in a programmed beta conditioned world. So to see things from the alpha state, from the alpha male perspective is to first know that there is something other than what you maybe used to what you may be told over and over and over and over again, and you may not even know there is another option. So we're going to dig into these concepts. But today, we're going to look at a big picture. So you guys know the universal truth. You know the universal truth is that circumstances, existence, as it kind of happens, is neutral. It's out of our control, right? It's neutral. It's out of our control. It's always happening in the moment. And we have a thought about it. We have thoughts about it. Our consciousness is laid on top of, I say our consciousness, right? Like we own it. Consciousness is laid on top of existence. And we as human beings are connected. Our power is in that consciousness through the soul, through our souls, because we're souls, we're beings of light. So we are humans, right? We're these cellular beings, but we're spiritual beings having this cellular experience. So we're these souls and we have this connection to consciousness, which is overlaid on top of existence. And consciousness and existence are the duality of oneness. It's oneness experiencing itself. And that's where thoughts are, because we have the thought that creates the experience, which is the feeling. So the universal truth, brothers, is that there's existence that's happening, and then we, as the soul, we are engaged with consciousness to have a thought about that existence, about that circumstance. That thought will give us an experience, the feeling, that then drives our action, which is the movement in existence, to get a confirmation bias to come back and reaffirm that consciousness, running that loop of the universal truth. And the model of alignment shows us this. It's a beautiful framework for this. Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, CTFAR. And we do this. We do this every day in the academy. I do this every day. Students at the academy do this every day. Because it's so important to understand that what we're living through, what we're existing through, is, of course, the outer. Of course, it's a part of the action. Of course, it's a part of the A-line, right? The circumstance, the outer. We are a part of that. We are engaged 100%. We are interwoven in existence through our body, through our physical cellular form. But we're engaged through that existence with consciousness, which is our thought, and through experience, which is the result of our consciousness, result of our subjectivity. 
And that's what changes. That's what evolves. That's what moves. That's what expands, right? That's what changes existence. That's how we go from a movement of 10,000 years ago. That's how we go from like, you know, 1800 to 1900 to 20, you know, the 2000s, and then later in the 2100 and 2200 and so on. It's, it's the movement of time. It's how we see time and how we understand time is a very slowed down feedback loop of thought, feeling, action, result, thought, feeling, action, result, thought, feeling, action, result. At full speed, this happens in the blink of an eye, which is why the now, which is why time is always now. It's always stacked on top of itself. But we slow it down so we can experience it. I say we slow it down. It's slowed down for us <laughs> as souls so we can experience it. And, and, and here's the move, brothers, here's the move, and we can manifest it. We can create it with our thoughts, with consciousness, with our individual consciousness, which with our T-line. That's why I introduced to you the universal truth. So you can recognize, remember that you are a soul, number one, a being of light and love, number two, which is synonymous, same thing. And as a being of light and love, as a soul, you have a connection with consciousness that allows you to manifest, that allows you to engage with and create, co-create existence. And that's what's beautiful about being a human being is the expansion, is the evolution, is the change. And so when we go through big changes, like big paradigm changes in our species, I want to call this the capital T in the model of alignment. If we look at a model of alignment, you guys are doing your models of alignment. You guys are doing your models in the morning. You're looking at them. CTFAR, it's a small T, right? You do your thought downloads, you look at all your T's, you choose a T, you throw it in your unintentional model, and there's your, you see your model of alignment, you see your universal truth running, right? Your unintentional thought creating your unintentional result, you do your intentional. Focus your willpower, focus your intention, focus your, grab that thought, right? Be conscious of the thought that you want to create, that you want to feel and take action around to create as a confirmation bias in your life. That's the model of alignment. That's how we use that as a tool. So when you now have that, and you're looking at that, when we put a capital T in the T line, in the thought line, those are like collective thoughts. Those are the big thoughts that we have as a species. And these thoughts are like the movement of evolution, right? The movement from the Stone Age, you know, to the Bronze Age, to the Iron Age, and so on, right? I don't know if I might have those backwards, but that's not important. The movement of evolution was we move from being hunter-gatherers to agriculture, right? To, to being able to have agriculture and use animals to farm and, and tools like the plow, right? This, these evolutions of science and technology, the changes in paradigm where we once thought that the you know, Earth was a center of the galaxy or whatever, and then the sun was the center of the galaxy, or, you know, the sun is going around the Earth, and now we know the Earth is going around the sun, or, you know, we're all working with analog, right? We're all working with cassette tapes and VHS material, and then all of a sudden we, we move to CDs and, and DVDs, and now we're on we're on streaming media, right? Everything's in a cloud, right? So so we move, and as we move, as we evolve, the the preceding age kind of drops off. It becomes irrelevant, right? We don't use VHS anymore, right? Everything's on Netflix. Everything's up in a cloud. Everything's on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon or, or whatever, whatever, right? It's just, it's on the TV. It's all streamed. We don't have a VHS tape. <laughs> there's no more VHS players anymore. A lot of people don't even have DVDs anymore. Right now, I understand there's still like a, a video game community, so there's still DVDs, but even those are starting to shift. And there are other things, right? There's so many other things like the telephone, right? The telephone that attaches to the wall, like, you know, the telephone booths, 
you know, pay phones. These are gone now. They're gone. Everybody's got a cell phone. These ages, we've shifted. We've made these movements and we made these movements by shifting in the big, the capital T. Because as a capital T changes, the trickle-down effect through the universal truth becomes a capital R. You know, there's capital Fs. We feel a certain way and things change because there's these big changes and it's, you know, there's, there's going to be chaos and anarchy because, I mean, not, not literally, of course, but in some ways there is anarchy and anarchy when there's major shifts, right? When there's these big, big moves. And a lot of times there's not because there's distractions and other things happening and there's all, all kinds of reasons why there wouldn't be chaos and anarchy. But there could be because, again, we're talking about major paradigm moves. So we're talking about capital T's going into capital F's and then driving capital A's, capital actions. And these capital actions are where people are now doing different things. There's new behaviors. Right? There's new actions. There's new things that are occurring. Like, for example, the introduction of the smartphone. We're doing things now in 2022 that we never did in 1995 because we didn't have a smartphone, right? Like, we used to have to do things. We used to have to wait around the house for a telephone call, <laughs> right? Because we didn't have a cell phone. We had to be at home. I'll be here at a certain time. Call me at this time. I'll be there. Now it's just, I'll text you. I can text you anytime. You know, you'll be there. It's just there. The people have a phone on them. So behaviors have changed with this capital A and people all over the world, our species are making these changes in behavior. And then of course, there's the capital R that changes. So the whole point of this podcast episode is to talk about a change in the T line is to talk about this capital T change that we are going through now that occurred due to a discovery a long time ago. But again, it takes time because of the speed at which we're moving. Again, brothers, like in the third dimension, understand that we're moving so slowly. It could take decades, even centuries for us to see changes in the R line from the changes that occur in the T line. It can take literally centuries when we're talking about capital letters here. We're talking about movements of a species. We're talking about changes of a behavior of an entire species of a population of an entire human species, especially when we become so conditioned to the prior paradigm when there's another capital T. You know, the only way to change a thought is to replace it with another, right? We can't just say, I'm not going to think this anymore, right? Don't think of X. What are you going to think of? You're going to think of X, right? Because it's not that you're not thinking of X. It's replacing that thought with a new one. Think of Y. So then you start thinking of Y. It's not don't think of X, it's think of Y. And then you can start to think of Y. So in the same way, when we replace this capital T, this current capital T with a new capital T, it takes time for that number one, that new capital T to become believed, right? It becomes, it starts as a thought. It's just this thought, just this idea that's out there. Then it becomes believed. Then it becomes felt. All of a sudden we begin to have the experience of this thought, of this concept, of this idea. And then we start to drive actions, right? Begin to move with it. We have behavior. We change our patterns of movement as individuals and collectively. And then the new result, then the capital R comes through. And what's changing here in this capital T line and what's shifting in this age is that we're coming out of the age of what I call age of punishment and we're moving into a new age, an age of, we'll call it transparency, age of information. And with this movement, this capital T that's changing, the old capital T is that something's going wrong here. Right. That's the capital T. Something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong and it's somebody's fault. Right. Something's gone wrong and somebody's fault. Something's somebody's to blame. That's the capital T. That's why we're in this age of punishment, because we're all been conditioned since we were little kids to believe that 
things can go wrong, that there's this idea that things in the universe, things in the circumstance, in the sea line, that things have a possibility of going wrong, that things are supposed to be a certain way. They're supposed to go according to an expectation or an outcome or a plan. And that if they don't go that way, then they've gone wrong, that things are off track, that things are out of control, that they're in chaos, and that because of this chaos, because it's out of control, that things are going wrong. And that if they've been derailed because of someone's actions, someone's behavior, someone's word, something someone did or said, that that person is to blame for derailing these expectations, for derailing these outcomes that we're supposed to. And if you can picture me right now, picture me throwing up quotes with my fingers, right? Supposed to, these things that were supposed to happen. And because they derailed these plans from happening, these expectations from occurring, supposed to, right? Supposedly. They're to blame and they need to be punished. And that's just the way it is. And you know this, brother. You know this. This is a conditioning of yours. This is a part of the beta conditioning that you've gone through, that I've gone through, that we've all gone through. And I can give you an example so you understand what it is I'm talking about. Because this is the age of punishment. And we've all been conditioned to believe this. Because let's say we're in a classroom, right? We're in a classroom. We're little kids. We're all being conditioned, right? Because we're children, we're little kids. We're like in fifth grade, right? So we're 10 years old. And we're in this classroom and the teacher leaves called out of the room for some reason. And the kids, you know, you, me, being kids, we start acting up, right? Start talking a little bit, start getting up from our desks and chairs and moving around the room. And there's some roughhousing going on. There's some playing happening, some running, some screaming, some some movement, maybe some roughhousing, but it's all good. You know, nobody's getting hurt, but things occur and a clock gets knocked off the teacher's desk and breaks and falls to the ground and breaks. And, and the teacher walks in. She comes back and all the kids run to the desk. And first thing teacher notices, clock is on the ground. Something that's out of place, right? Now here's the move, right? Let's go back to the T line. We got to stay in the T line, brothers, because we're not looking at the A line. We're not looking at the C line. We're not looking at what occurred or what has occurred. What did occur, like with the kids playing or, or with the teacher seeing the broken clock. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the T line which is the teacher coming in and looking and saying, that's unexpected. That shouldn't be. My clock shouldn't be broken. It should be sitting on my desk. It should be there where I left it. I leave the room and it's there. I come back and it should be there. It should, right? Should, should, should. It shouldn't be on the ground broken. And so all of a sudden in her mind right away, there's this thought that something's gone wrong. Something's out of place. Something has occurred that shouldn't have occurred. Or on the flip side of that is something's not occurring that should occur, right? And so with that thought, there's a feeling. And then the action. The action is who broke the clock, right? Because the thought is somebody needs to be blamed. Who's to blame, right? Who broke the clock? Who created this unexpectation? Who created this out-of-placeness? Who created this not-supposed-to-happen event? Who's to blame? Who's going to be punished, right? And so all the kids immediately knowing, because again, being 10 years old, being in fifth grade, we know, we've been alive for 10 years. We know the tone of voice that the teacher has, who broke the clock, right? Because our parents have had it, other teachers have had it, other adults have had it. We know that the person who broke the clock, the kid who broke the clock is about to be blamed, get in trouble, and get punished. Because we know we're in this age of punishment. We know that That neutral circumstance, that very neutral thing, a clock being broken, a very innocent, neutral, natural thing that occurs, and it occurs for a reason. And here's the move. I'm going to give you guys this later on in the podcast, but it always occurs for us. Everything's happening perfectly. Remember, it occurs for us. But this neutral thing, all of a sudden, it's like it becomes this 
negative thing. It becomes this bad thing. And all of a sudden, we be, there's, there's fear that enters. There's shame that enters. There maybe there's some hiding, right? Maybe even lying. Because what happens is when the adult says, when the teacher says, who broke the clock? Nobody says, oh, it was me, right? You know, if the kid that did do it, maybe he points at somebody else, says, oh, it was my friend or is that kid or that kid. But everybody's keeping their hands down because nobody wants to be a tattletale either, right? Everybody's got their hands down. So we've got all this feeling, all this fear, all this shame, and again, the hiding. And as this rolls up, as we learn this in this age of punishment, as we learn this and this rolls into our adulthood, because of course, as kids, you know, we teach kids it's okay, tell the truth, blah, blah, blah. But we don't. We don't. We learn. We learn as kids, we learn that we're going to be blamed or we're going to get in trouble, that we're going to be punished. And so we start to hide. We start to hide the things that we think we're going to get in trouble for. We hide the things that we think we're going to be punished for. We hide the things that we're going to be blamed for. And a lot of this comes in the things that were repressed for us as kids. A lot of us have shame, hiding, lying, blame. We feel like we're being punished or we're going to get in trouble around things like sex, around things like money, around things like food or sugar, specifically. Anything that will get us in trouble, right? Anything that we've had a conditioning around as children, we now have this thought as an adult. So it does roll with us, brothers. It does take us up. And that's where I want you to take this information for this podcast. Because that example, with that example, when we start to change that big T, right? We start to look at this big T and we change that example and we move this age of punishment. Now, what triggered the age of punishment into the age of information, into the age of transparency? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to be brief about it because I want to move on into the next segment of the podcast. And it was basically the discovery, if I can call it the discovery, of the quantum field. I mean, it was a discovery of quantum mechanics and quantum physics because what we did when we, what we as a species, what, what they, what those scientists did is they, and it was several of them. It wasn't just one, right? It wasn't just one scientist. Hey, I discovered quantum mechanics. It was several scientists over time. But as they did, and as this field, this quantum field of information began to reveal itself, began to become discovered and become a part of our understanding at the human level, we began to break apart the two physics. We have the Newtonian physics, which works in the realm of matter, density, form. And then we have the quantum physics, which works in the realm of energy. And that's the energy, that's the astral realm that you've heard me talk about before on this podcast. So we have these two realms now. We begin to open up and see and measure and observe the astral realm. And as we do that, we open up all kinds of new opportunity for changing the capital T, because essentially what we've done is we've looked at a new C. This is a new circumstance. This was always here, right? The quantum field, the field of information was always here. We've just now like, whoa, here it is. What do we do? Well, now we can change the capital T because it's going to change for us all kinds of new things. And, and it's taking time. But one of the things it's showing us is that, look, we're in a field of information. Everything is energy. And because everything is energy, because everything is neutral, because everything is happening and through us, essentially through the manifestation of our own choice, through our own free will and consciousness, everything is perfect. That's the change, brothers. That's the move from the old capital T of something is going wrong here, right? Hear me when I say this. This is the T. This is the big capital T, the paradigm that you, me, everybody has kind of like grown up with, been conditioned to through our beta mind. And as beta males, we believe that this is true. Things can go wrong. Things are going wrong. My expectations of what should be happening are not happening, <laughs> right? That's the capital T. And therefore, 
Somebody's to blame. Somebody should be punished. Now, I'm not talking about good things and bad things. I understand that we can subjectify something. We can say that it's a bad thing my clock broke, right? The teacher can come in and say, oh, man, that's a bad thing. Like my husband gave me that clock or my dad gave me that clock for my 16th birthday or whatever. Like, you know, the teacher's upset. Like, this is a bad thing. Like, she can just subjectify that in her mind and say, this is bad. But that doesn't make it not perfect. That doesn't make it not exactly what had to happen at that time. And we know that it had to happen at that time. And we know that it was perfect because it did happen. And because it did happen, it means it's coming from the field of consciousness. It's coming from the field of perfection. It's coming from the field of oneness, which we are in, in both consciousness and existence. And from that field, it's showing us, us being the teacher and the kids in the room that witnessed that, that observed that event that observed that circumstance, it's showing us exactly what we need to see when we need to see it. It's happening for us in perfection. There can be subjectification to say this is a good event, this is a bad event. But either way, however we choose to subjectify it, it's still perfect. It's still there for us. It's still happening in a way that's going to offer us something that we need to see. So it's not anything that is something that has to be punished. It's not something that say, well, this event shouldn't have happened. And therefore, there needs to be consequence for something that shouldn't have happened happening. That's the idea of a punishment is kind of like retribution. It's a consequence for bringing like a retribution in for something that shouldn't have happened. It's like balancing, right? That's the idea of punishment is to balance, is to have that that justice there. And there's, again, there's even dis- difference in justice. What I'm talking about is recognizing that perfection So that the new big T, rather than conditioning all of us to have this idea that things are out of place, that something's gone bad and somebody needs to pay for it, somebody needs to be blamed and punished for it, the new idea is everything is perfect. The teacher can still come in and say, look, this is bad. Like, I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm choosing to be upset about this. I'm choosing to have this experience. And this is perfect. And when we begin to have that new thought that everything is perfect, then we move from the age of punishment into a new capital T, age of transparency, age of information, where everything is perfect, everything is information, everything is energy. And we condition, (laughs) again, we teach, we program, we train, we condition with this new capital T, the same way we've made shifts in other ways, in other places, through agriculture, through the use of tools and metals, through the use of, again, like VHS tapes onto DVDs and then into streaming, the more we change our T and it trickles down into capital F, capital A, capital R, we change that capital T to everything is perfect. Now the teacher walks in, sees the broken clock, say, who broke the clock? All the kids raise their hand. It's like, oh, we all participate in that. We were all here for that. We were all witnesses of that because it wasn't one person who's to blame. It wasn't one kid that needs to be punished. It was everybody as a collective, as a group that was there and says, yes, we broke the clock. Now, if you want to know exactly the events that occurred, there's certainly the events that occurred and the teacher can go and look at that if there's any necessity for that. And there may be a necessity for that if we're going to further investigate how everything is perfect and in what way is there a specificity around one kid maybe bumping the desk and breaking the clock so that there's something that they need to learn specifically in a lesson, but not in a way that's to punish them, to tell them they've done something wrong, that something's bad, that they've in some way derailed 
the natural course of events because they haven't derailed the natural course of events. No one ever, no human being ever derails the natural course of events. We are always in flux with the natural course of events. And that's the change. That was the discovery when we found quantum physics, and that is the capital T change, is that we are not disrupting things. We are not affecting things in a way where things that are happening shouldn't be happening or where things that shouldn't be happening are happening. We are always working exactly with what should be occurring. And because we're working with that and we move from the age of punishment into the age of transparency, the foundational flip, this counterintuitive flip with the new capital T model brings in this new capital F, this new feeling of, I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to lie. I don't need to hide. I don't need to feel shame when things occur because things are occurring perfectly. I just need to be curious, inquisitive. I need to ask, why is this occurring? How is this happening for me? In what way is this perfect? Yes, I can still choose to be happy or sad. I can still choose to say good or bad. But in either way, the question is deeper information. In what way? How is this information? How is this transparently showing me what I need to see? And over time, if I can extrapolate this out over time with you guys, with my brothers here, with my family, I would say that hypothetically over time, this would lead to alterations, major alterations in society. Because crime, as you know, crime, law, all of that has to do with this idea of punishment. Now, we as a species do have stories that we've agreed to, we've all agreed to, like murder is wrong. We don't want murder. We believe that taking another life is wrong. That's a story that we've all agreed to. And something we put on the books as a law. We've said this is a law. Now we want to keep that law, right? We don't want to have a bunch of people all running around willy-nilly killing and murdering each other and all that kind of stuff. And And again, does that really happen? Are there places where that happens? Yes, there are places where that happens. And it's because of these big T's that we have. It's because of these big thoughts that are going around in our minds that we're conditioning. And as we move these big T's, we begin to move the big F's and the big actions where the big actions start to shift. And there isn't so much of that crime, which again, requires a less of a need for law because that comes from our side of punishment. It comes from our beta condition. It comes from the thought of the illusion that something has happened that shouldn't have happened. And that is the illusion, brothers. That is always the illusion. We are moving out of this age. Thank you for quantum mechanics. Thank you so much for discovering, showing, revealing to us this field of information, this energy field that we live in and that we have a direct connection to. This allows us to not only manifest, but it allows us to change some of those big T's, those big collective thoughts that we accept as true and that we now know we can make some moves. We can act in faith. We can act in trust that everything is happening perfectly for us. And we can find how it is happening for us in timing so that we can grow, so that we can expand by looking at that rather than turning it on ourselves, rather than turning it on ourselves and punishing ourselves and blaming ourselves. And that's really where I want you to take this podcast, brothers. I'm going to close by saying this. Aim this at yourself. Yes, stop blaming other people. Stop punishing other people. Sure, that goes without saying, right? Like resentment, let go. Blame, let go. Let go of all of that. But for yourself as well, you haven't done anything wrong. Everything you've done and everything you're doing, whatever it is you're doing. And like I said, this is why this is the big podcast, right? This is kind of that overall, the broad general 
podcast. Because as we get into some of these more specific concepts like around sex, around money, around health, sugar, I mentioned sugar, I mentioned food. These are the things I'm talking about. Where do you have shame? Where are you hiding? Where are you lying about things? You're probably doing it because you think you're going to get in trouble for it. And there's some kind of idea around blame, self-blame, self-punishment. So look at yourself. Where can you let go of where you're punishing yourself? Where can you let go of where you're blaming yourself? Where can you let go of where you're feeling shame, where you're hiding, where you're not showing up genuinely, where you're not showing up authentically? We are moving out of the age of punishment because we have the knowledge, because we have the information, because we have the revelation of quantum mechanics. And it will take time. It will take time for everybody to understand the ramifications of that, the implications of what that means, because not everybody even understands what quantum mechanics is. Yes, it's been around for a very long time, but it's not something that's taught to us in schools. Like it's something that needs to be taught to us in schools the same way that Newtonian physics is taught to us. Quantum physics needs to be taught to us because it shows us our manifestation, it shows us our energy, it shows us our astral self, and it allows us to have these big T changes, these big thought paradigm changes. So we're coming out, brothers, we're coming out of the age of punishment, we're moving into the age of transparency, where everything will be revealed, everything that is hidden will be known. And if you have any questions about this, if you want to begin working on this, on yourself, with others of a like-minded journey, of a similar behavioral action path, now may be the time for you to roll at the Academy. I want to offer you guys, begin to look at the Academy. Big things are occurring at the Academy. Big changes. We're having webinars every day. We're having discussions every day. We have group coaching calls almost every day. Things are happening all the time. So much is going on in there. Now is the time. When you're ready, all you got to do is go to the alphamalecoach.com, click on the Spartan Academy and enroll. I'll see you there. And until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at the alphamalecoach.com slash unleash.